Hey, what's up, Navigators? How are we doing today? So it is Tuesday, and we are coming up on the end of May already. And you know what I was thinking? I was thinking how fast the year 2022 is going, but how slowly the last year has gone. Like, I feel like it should be coming up on two years ago that I broke my ankle, but it hasn't even been a year. It's so weird. I don't know. And my time is just all kinds of cattywampus, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, did you guys have a good weekend? We're going to have a holiday weekend coming up. You know, that's the one thing that sucks about working part-time is I'm off on Mondays, which means I don't get paid for the holidays because the holidays always fall on Monday. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. It's not a big deal. But uh, do you guys have holiday plans for that weekend? Long three-day weekend? Uh, I don't think I do. Yeah, no. No, let's see. It's going to be hot. Yep, we've we've broken a hundred officially now for a couple of days. So, yep, we're in summer. <sighs> oh well, I don't mind it too bad. It only sucks when I have to wait for buses that don't like to stop. I'm not even gonna get off on that tangent today. I'm just I'm too tired. <laughs> Ugh. All right, so. Today we're gonna to start on my series about eye conditions and some of the treatments that are available and things like that. Now, in season one, I talked about some of the most common and even a couple not so common eye conditions and some of the causes. I did not, however, talk about any kind of treatments. And so that's what I'm gonna try and do now and so, you know, you guys are going to hear some papers turning and some rustling and some things like that. And you're going to hear me reading from my notes. Um, please don't think I'm just reading from a book or anything like that. I actually did research on this stuff. Um, you know, I don't, the stories that I tell, yeah, I just get on here and I talk. But when I'm trying to give you guys information I really want to be accurate and I want to give you guys good information, helpful information, and like I said, accurate information. And so I do my research and I really do put time and effort into this. And so I hope that it's a blessing and a help to, you know, somebody out there. And so here we go. What's the first thing we're going to talk about? <laughs> Guess what? What's it going to be? Of course, it's going to be RP. It's going to be my disease, duh. Not because I'm a narcissist, but because it's the one I know the most about. Hello, I'm going to sound smart now. <laughs> I'm going <get>, <laughs> to give myself sounding off like an expert. Well, I guess I kind of am, right? 47 years. I guess that makes me an Well, almost 47 years. Makes me an expert, right? Okay, so what's retinitis pigmentosa? So... <clears throat> retinitis pigmentosa, I'm going to call RP. It, it's kind of an umbrella disease and it's a bunch of, it covers a bunch of different diseases that affect the retina. And the retina is the, the back wall of your eye that basically is made up of photoreceptors that send pictures to your optic nerve. 
and then your optic nerve sends those pictures to your brain so that you can see what you're looking at. Um, your retinas are made up of two kinds of photoreceptors, the rods, which control light and dark, and the cones, which control color. So um, uh, there's a lot of variation in how the rods and cones are um, affected. In me, I don't have rods at all. So my light and dark are just all kinds of messed up. I can't see in the dark. I can't see if it's super bright. It's just, it's a mess. My cones are dying off. And so I can see colors, but I can't differentiate ones that are at the same end of the spectrum. So orange, reds, pinks, and some pinks and yellows, and then blues and greens, uh, blues and purples, purples and browns. Those are very difficult. Um, but typically what happens is that the, the rods die off first, which obviously is what happened with me because I didn't have them. Um, and then as those die off, those deplete the oxygen from your cones, which makes your cones end up dying because they don't get enough oxygen. And it messes up their antioxidants, their defense systems, everything in the cells in your retinas gets all kinds of messed up in different ways with um, different mutations of RP. So you, it, it's very hard to say specifically because like I said, there's so many different variations and you'd have to go in and I'm actually going to look into this. Um, you'd have to go in and get a, a, a genomic test done to find out which gene has the mutation to find out which kind of treatment or um, clinical trial or whatever you could get involved in because each one is um, individually uh, specific. Um, and one of them that they're really, I found that they're really, they're uh, doing a lot of research on is called X-linked RP, um, XLRP. And that's just, it's basically linked to the X chromosome. Um, and so males are not affected. Um, if they are effective, it's a recessive gene. And so they're not uh, affected, you know, physically by it. And so you can um, look into getting the free uh, genomic testing or counseling. Look, go to, uh, let's see, it's fightingblindness.org slash open dash access dash genetic testing dash program actually genetic dash testing dash program and i'll put that up on my social media for you guys um and that's if you want to go get you know any kind of genetic testing done to see not genetic genomic the, there's a difference 
between genetic testing and genomic testing, and I am very, very sorry because I do misuse the word. I'm sorry. I do not mean genetic testing. That is not what I mean. I'm not talking about your your uh, sending your stuff into the 23andMe DNA and, and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, isolating the specific gene in your retina, the mutated gene that causes the RP. That's all I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so you can, um, sign up to get, you know, get that test done. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of, With there being a lot of retinal diseases out there, there's so many different kinds of testing and so many different trials and so many different uh, uh, resources and just, there's so much out there. If you go, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that I saw when I was looking. <laughs> I was looking just for some general information, because at first I was just going to give some very general information um, as like an introduction, right? And I wanted to make sure that what I had to say was going to match up with what I, if I tell you guys to Google something or whatever, I wanted to make sure that my information was going to match up with what you find if you Google, right? And so you know how when you Google stuff, you scroll down to the bottom and it says people also asked, right? So I'm like, hmm, I wonder what else people want to know about RP, right? Just what kind of, what, what kind of questions do people ask? And one of them was, what is the life expectancy of a person with RP? And I thought, oh my gosh, health, <laughs> what? Okay, so for all of you that are wondering, don't worry, my life expectancy is in no way impacted by ha having RP and, you know, all things considered, I should live to be a ripe old 80 years old. Yippee, skippy. Well, anyway, just saying, um, you know, and then I will say also this, um, a lot of RP patients end up developing what's called a subcapsular cataract. And I have that happen in both eyes. And basically what happens is, and I'm not sure why this is so common in RP patients. I'm really not. But what happens is the lens, your natural lens gets super cloudy and just all foggy and and everything what what typically rp patients have very good visual acuity but their peripheral vision is so condensed that all they have is tunnel vision right so they could only see at maybe you know five degrees but their vision is a good you know 2100 or something you know what i mean and which is is good is decent right it's still legally blind but they can see fairly clearly 
Well, what happens when you get a cataract in there is it gets all clouded up in there and that visual acuity goes away and then you're doubly hosed. And so it made it to where I was only able to see up close and I could only read, I could read large print, but I had to hold it right up to my face to see it. And everything at a distance was just cloudy. I just, I couldn't focus at all. And so they recommended that I went in and had surgery on that. And I thought, um, all right. So they go in, <clears throat> excuse me. And what they do is they replace your natural lens with basically a prescription lens. And I actually regret doing that because I mean, it cleared up my visual distance a little bit, but now I see it like 2,600. I can't read large print and you know, it made everything worse. It really did. It made everything worse. And so, um, if you are an RP patient and they tell you that you have a subscapular cataract, um, you need to think long and hard and do a lot of research and ask a lot of questions before you decide to have the surgery um, because it, it, it will definitely change your vision and it may not be for the better. So please, please, please think about that before you do it because it, and I even, I had to go back in, go figure the stupid cataract scrolls back on a artificial lens. So I had to go back in. Like that, it's so stupid. It's just stupid. Like, I don't, like, I just don't understand how that can work. But, you know, I'm not a doctor either. So, you know, they supposedly know what they're doing. So whatever, whatever. Anyway, that's a little, a rabbit trail. Um, so yeah, that's basically what RP is. One there's a, a, a preacher that has RP, his name is uh, Charles Elliott, and he puts it as um, it, his eyes take pictures, but there's no film in the camera. So that's a pretty good way of looking at it. Um, I think I've said this before. I don't know if I said it here on the podcast, but I have told people, um, take a straw. Here's, here's how I see Take a straw, like one of the straws that you would get for like a, a shake. So it's a little bit more wide in diameter. And put a piece of scotch tape at the end of it and hold it up to your eye. And take take and put a bunch of, uh, take a, I'm sorry, take the piece of scotch tape, right? And put a bunch of black polka dots on it. And then put it at the bottom of the straw. Then hold the straw up to your eye and look at everything. And that's what I see. If you're wondering what the black polka dots are, they're called floaters or flashers. Um, it's similar to, you know, when you, um, someone takes a picture and the flash goes off and you see that bright little floaty thing for a minute. It's like that, but I have millions of tiny ones everywhere. So, yeah, that's fun. I could imagine, like, back in the day, if I took 
acid. My eyes would just be a natural acid trip all the time. I don't ask me why I just thought of that. I don't know. Leave me alone. Anyway, so, okay, here we go. There is a uh, trial going on. It is called OCU 400. And what this is, and I'm reading this quote, it uses a human engineered adeno-associated virus to deliver copies of the NR2E3 gene to the retinal cells. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, well, what that means is, basically, there's not a cure for RP. And, and they're not trying, this, this isn't even supposed to be a cure, but it's made to slow down the progression and, you know, stop the, the, the dying off of the cells. Um, it's, it's, this is what a genetic, no, genomic, see, a genomic trial, I guess, is. And so in 2021, um, the National Organization for Rare Diseases said that RP affects about one in every three to 4,000 people. So about one in every 100,000 people in the U.S. has RP. And there is so much research going on with these genomic, some of these genomic trials are in phase three, some are in phase two. Um, if you want to check out some of these resources, I mean, to be able to deliver a virus into a mutated gene, I mean, basically what they're saying this will do is it's going to copy itself as a healthy gene, or I mean a healthy cell, and replace the ones that are dying off. That would be amazing. I mean, that could just be amazing. But then they're also doing all kinds of stuff with stem cells. They have, I read an article in um, the Herald Journal of Stems, geez Louise, Herald Journal of Stem Cell Research Therapy. Holy moly, you can't say that three times fast. I can't even say it one time fast. Anyways, um, it was written in March last year, or published in March last year, I guess. It was actually written in uh, February last year. Um, they have these cells, and it's a word I cannot pronounce, so they're something with an M, stem cells, and they're abbreviated MSCs, and uh, what the goal of this is, 
is they would in, inject them, right? Inject these stem cells into the eye, into the retina to slow the pro progression. Again, no cure. So all they're doing, all these studies, all they can do is, is try to slow the progression of the disease to prevent total blindness. Now granted, most people don't totally lose their sight. Um, most people, if they do lose sight, they still have light perception, but still, that's still blindness, you know? I mean, what I have is, is still usable, but it's still blindness, you know? And if they can slow the progression, so the people that have more vision than I do don't get to the level that I am or that I can get prevented from being at even a lesser level, then that's amazing. So what they do is they inject some stem cells into specific key locations, right? Um, and the locations are specific for tissue repair, and to suppress inflammation. So they can repair the dying cells, the dying tissue, they could suppress the inflammation and which that in itself produces healing and antioxidants. And they can get those stem cells from all kinds of places in your own body or other um, donor tissues like bone marrow, um, uh, dental pulp, umbilical cords, uh, other membranes like um, uh, uh, placebo, not placebo, um, amniotic fluid, um, all kinds of stuff like that. And they use they use that. They can get the the stem cells from there. And it's it really it really is very. It, it's really promising um, to regenerate and repair retinal cells. And the more studying they do, the more research they do. I mean, this was just last year. And of all the stuff I was looking at, honestly, I um, there was a huge gap. It was like 2013, 2014, and then nothing until like 2021, 2020, 2021. So all that time, just think all those years, that was like seven years of, of research, time that they were doing all this research and getting these results. So, you know, in these next couple of years, the stuff that they could come up with, I mean, it, it just blows my mind. It just, it has the potential to really, really be great. And I'm excited. Even if I can't benefit from it, even if my vision is too far gone, I would still love to participate in a trial. I would love to be a part of helping to restore somebody else's vision. That would just be so amazing. What a blessing. Anyways, I will uh, put some of these uh, resources up on my social media. And in the meantime, if you guys have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Navigating Life with Laura and Garmin on Facebook and LinkedIn. And I think also WhatsApp. And then at Garmin Navigates on Twitter. And what is it? Garmin Navigating Life. No, Garmin Navigates <laughs> at Outlook.com.
I'm not sure which one I'm going to talk about on Friday. I'll let it be a surprise. So until then, give away some smiles and some blessings, and you'll be surprised at what it'll do for your day. I'll talk to you guys on Friday. Later. Thank you.